What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the second episode of Marking Our Territory with the Big Dogs, a sports podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Gartino, and alongside me is my good buddy, Zach Zarans. What's going on, dude? Hey, guys. So big shout out to all eight followers that we have of our first episode. I know it was a big hit among our listeners. Um, I know it was a little bit scatterbrained. First go around of a new uh, new podcast for us, but we're, we're doing our everything. I also want to make mention about how we didn't get it up on iTunes. It's because we don't have any uh, cover art yet, but we're working on it. If anybody, like I said, I know we only have eight listeners, but if anybody has like experience with Photoshop or anything along those lines, we could use a little bit of a artistic help. So, all right, Zach, you ready to get right into the episode then? Yeah, let's do it. A lot like last week, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with the most obvious topic. Super Bowl Sunday is this week. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last week, kind of space-brained, but whatever. We got the Rams, we got the Patriots. What do you got? You know what I want to say? That the Super Bowl logos have gotten, like, weak. They used I, to be so cool. The Super Bowl logo that always sticks out in my brain is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one in, what was it, O two or whatever? That was, like, the first year that I was, like, a big sports fan, and... That one was like fire. It had like that awesome like blue and yellow scheme. Everything about him was sick. Now these are all just L-I, L-I, I, I. Well, that's the other thing. I'm I'm over the Roman numerals. Like nobody nobody knows if that's actually whatever it is. Like what, what Super Bowl is this, 52? 53. Yeah, see, like nobody would actually know that because nobody knows Roman numerals. Yeah. Yeah, it's football. Just put the damn number up there. So we've got a few storylines, you know, obviously – Brady versus time, uh, maybe the ushering of, in of the new era with uh, McVeigh and Goff. What do you think is some of the most important stuff that we need to go over for this game? To go over for the game, you're just talking about game storylines. You're talking about actual within the game matchups. Whatever you got, man. Um, well, I'd say some matchups are definitely the old school versus new school quarterback and co- quarterback and coach for both teams. Um, revenge game. Rams, Patriots for the original kickoff of the dynasty. That's like kind of a storyline. Yeah, that is something that's been brought up quite a bit. And uh, Tom Brady came out this week and he said that there's a 0% chance that he's going to retire afterwards. And people were thinking that maybe it would be the perfect bookend to his career. He started his career with a Super Bowl win against the Rams and he's going to end it with one uh, potentially. I don't know. I, I love the conversation that people have about Who's outlasting who, whether it be Brady outlasting Belichick or Belichick outlasting Brady? Who do you think is going to be the one that's last standing in New England? In New England, I'd probably say Belichick. He's, I mean, he's old as shit now. He's, he's going to be 70. the oldest uh, co- coach to win a Super Bowl if he wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're in a little bit of a precarious situation because they lost Jimmy Garoppolo, who Belichick was known to have a lot of support in. Uh, Outside of that, I mean, he just puts together a squad that always just does what they need to do. He's very similar to like Coach K for Duke in that sense. Yeah, another. I mean, another storyline is Belichick's ability to adapt his game plan versus like Wade Phillips, who's kind of just ran the same defense for fifty years, and then the the scheme of McVeigh versus Belichick. So, what do you what do you think the game plan is going to be for New England this week? I think it's going to be make Jared Goff beat him. Yeah, that, I mean, that that would easily be what I think is the most important thing is whether or not the Rams offense can get anything going. Because I, I, I hope that Ndamukong and uh, 
I don't know why I'm zoning out. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald are going to give Brady a little bit of an issue. Whether they actually bring him to the ground is a different story, but I know that they're going to be in his face. That's definitely a big storyline for the in-game matchups is the Rams D-line versus the Pats O-line. Pats O-line haven't given up a sack this whole pro season. Uh, Played really effective. Brady's been having a clean pocket. Didn't what he wants the entire postseason so far. Aaron Donald just basically does whatever he wants, though. Well, I think it's also it's kind of easy for Brady when he's got guys like James White and Julian Edelman who are just like they're the perfect checkdowns that make it easy for him to find an open spot on the field. Their whole so, team is like matchup beaters, just like coverage killers, like just people that make it hard on the defense, and they have like that at every position. So when the week started, the Rams opened up as a one and a half point favorite. The tables have turned and now the Pats are favored by three points. If you were a betting man, who are you betting on this game? I'm betting on the Pats. So you think they clear that by that three point threshold? I I think uh, it's either going to be a push or it's going to be a Pats win. They're either going to win it with a field goal or they're going to win it with a touchdown. Not, Not at the end of the game necessarily, but that'll be the spread, I think. You're not start- you don't have any of that feeling about like how Philly had the magic at the end of last season? I, that- I, no, I definitely don't feel it as much with the Rams this year. I definitely felt it with the Eagles last year. I think that a lot of it is just the Rams are a little bit too pretty. Like Doug Peterson and Nick Foles were the perfect combo to take out Tom Brady. I'm also a huge believer in like you got to lose one time before you win the championship. Did Well, Tom didn't lose his first time. Well, I mean, he's the, he's the exception. He's one of the greatest players of all time. So I think that the Rams probably have a good chance to come back, got a good core. So if they lose, whatever. So one thing to keep an eye on for me personally, uh, Zach and I, we, we are typically big jersey guys. It doesn't matter what sport. We're a big fan of like the different jerseys that teams may wear. And this matchup is going to be a rather uh, – beautiful matchup if if i might say so myself the rams are going to be playing in their blue and yellow throwbacks it'll be the first time that they're ever wearing these colors in the super bowl uh i think they wore them something like five times this season and the patriots are going to be going back to white love that pats jersey with the with the logo the white jersey brady the 12 Ooh. so the patriots wearing their white jerseys are three and two they're two and two in blue, zero oh and one in red. This season, and uh, no, in Super Bowls. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, team, the last fourteen Super Bowls, the team that wore white has won twelve out of fourteen times. But one of those losses was the Patriots last season. Well, I mean, in, if you go by stats, it seems like they have a pretty good chance of winning the Patriots. That that Rams jersey, that Rams uh, uniform though, is pretty iconic. I love that dude. That that's I, I in on our old podcast. That was one of my favorite jerseys that we talked about. Love that. Um, reminds you of Marshall Falk. Uh, it reminds me of the days when football was more cutthroat, a little bit, a little bit more tackling the in the game. The neck rolls. Yeah, exactly. Linebackers were the were the big deal back then. So uh, the other team that lost uh, the in white was the Broncos, and that was against the Seahawks. Um, Okay, so do you want to go ahead and like throw a prediction out there for this game? Yeah, score, score and team. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go first. I think it's going to be 
probably a little bit more of a low-scoring game than everyone's predicting. I hear a lot of like 28, 24, 30, 27 predictions. I'm thinking it's going to be like uh, 24, 17 or 20, like 21, 14 type game. But it, it could be a high-scoring game like last year at the same time. I just think that the Pats D probably has a little bit of an answer for the Rams offense. They're a little gimmicky, and you've seen them when they've been slowed down. That doesn't look great, and I think the Pats have a good chance at that. They're, they they stopped the Chiefs. You you want to see Tom get his sixth. I definitely that, that's do. That's pretty much all it my, is. My, my sports watching mantra is that I want to see greatness happen. So I just want to see records broken. I want to see records extended. Like, I just want to see the goats. I think I'm on the other side of that spectrum where I'm a little bit tired of seeing Tom win. So I have my prediction at 31-24 for the Rams. And the biggest part of my logic is that they're playing in the Dome and points get scored in the Dome. You know, Atlanta's going to have a lot of energy, especially after what happened to the Falcons a couple of seasons ago. You think it's going to be more audience. Pats or more Rams fans? I think it's going to be a Pats, Pats home, like a Pats home game. Yeah, but uh, that's another storyline that they've talked about a lot is that the Rams are used to playing away games even at home because they don't really have a great fan base over there in Los Angeles. Yeah, but... And, I mean, you saw how much the, the noise affected them in the Dome in New Orleans, so it could be mm-hmm. an issue going in this game, too. So I'm, I'm hoping that the storyline kind of goes similar to how it did with Kansas City, except with the Rams pulling out at the end, you know, hopefully making a stop in the fourth quarter. I, that. Go ahead. No, I, I, 31-24 Rams. That's my prediction. I was just going to say, if the Rams are going to win, they, I think they have to come out fast. If they go down 14-0 again like they did in the NFC Championship, I don't think it's going to be as easy to come back on the Pats as it was for the, them to come back on the Saints. Yeah, and I, uh, we've also got over, gone over this ad nauseum, but that a lot has to do with Gurley. I think that if Gurley has his legs underneath him and he starts rumbling from the first series, it's going to open up a lot of things for golf. Yeah, that's definitely true. All right, so Super Bowl Sunday, right around the corner. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and work right into our first segment of the day the top three bottom three and this week we're going to talk about the top three and bottom three aspects of super bowl parties best i mean super bowl sunday is the best week of the year we had to kick off our like our what is that our like our main or our, our it's spotlight our, our segment. best recurring segment i would say yep we I, it sucks for me because i'm up here alone in tallahassee so i'm literally going to be watching just by myself with the dog and I won't get to experience any of these top or bottom things for a Super Bowl party. Uh, but, I mean, I've had my fair share of experiences, so I think I, I'm well-equipped yeah, to help and you And that's why people uh, enjoy a podcast, because they get to experience things through their ears yeah, that they but, don't in everyday life. Maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll do similar to how we watched the Pacquiao Mayweather fight, and I'll just FaceTime you, and I'll just pretend like I'm at your Super Bowl party. I might be doing a family party this year. That's even better. Families party hard. Yeah. All right, so do you want to start with the top or the bottom? Let's do bottom three. No, okay. let's do top three. Let's do top three. Okay, well, give me your number three. Uh, my number three is I kind of got a tie for my number three. It's the fact that it's an early game. You're not getting an 8.30, 9 o'clock tip-off. Um, there was a game when it ended until 2 a.m. Huge for the working man. 
it sucks. That uh, that might be a little shout out to my bottom three, but uh, that early game it's it's the longest game of the whole season. But you love it. It's nice that it kicks off. You're drunk at like five p.m. on a Sunday. You just know it's a great day. Like right when you wake up. Yeah, you definitely you get your fair share of appetizers before the real appetizers come out of kickoff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freaking army going through your kitchen over there. I thought it was the dogs for a second, but it wasn't. Oh. All right, so so my number three favorite aspect of the Super Bowl party is when everybody takes out their phones and starts timing the national anthem. The Super Bowl is like perfect for prop bets. And that's always one of the prop bets. It's usually like over under two minutes. And do we know who's singing the national anthem this year? I have no idea. Yeah, me either. I always take the over. Yeah, always the over because life's too short to bet the under. And you're hoping that someone just breaks out the pipes, just sings their fucking hearts out for the whole entire two Uh, and a half minutes. A lot of times, though, like, I mean, I think for like the last few years, the under on that has hit because they want to get that shit going. They're like, you need to do this under two minutes and 30 seconds, so... In in that same vein, I just realized we're not going to get a flyover because it's in a dome. Mm, hate Unless to see they're going to, ha- does Atlanta have the retractable roof? Yeah, it's like a butthole, basically. So maybe we will get a flyover. That that's underrated. That that's an honorable mention for my top three is the Super Bowl flyover. Yep, definitely. All right, number two, what do you got? I got homemade jalapeno poppers Mm. Uh, my one of my favorite things to make for like big sports gatherings is you you open up the jalapeno stuff that shit with cream cheese and chorizo and wrap it in bacon make sure it's nice and crunchy that is like heaven on a dish just keep telling me more about that Mm, the way that like the the creaminess of the cream cheese mellows out the spicy of the chorizo and the jalapeno it feels like a meal within itself do you bread them no, you, that, you use the bacon to wrap them up, and that's, like, enough to, like, contain it. Breading, it doesn't sound bad, though, bro. Deep frying anything is a good idea. Yep. So that sounds great. Um, my number two is the the box game on the Super Bowl. That's, like, such a great family tradition. Every, every game. It's, like, the lowest form of gambling, but, like, as a amateur uh, person that wets the beak... I feel like I should have the upper hand in that, but it's just so random. It doesn't even matter. I, I was going to say that I, I didn't understand it for the longest time. And I think that maybe now, like right before this episode, I figured out what it is. So can, can you explain it to me? I think it's pretty much just that you have a box, a big ass piece of paper with it's boxes that have the yeah. score, right? No. So and, when you're picking your box, it's just the grid with no scores. Okay. And you See, pick I don't your know. boxes. I have no clue what this is. And then the the numbers one through zero through nine are randomly put on the top and on the side like an X and Y. And then it, you basically win if at the end of the quarter the last number of each team matches your box. So if it's like ten ten and you have zero zero, then you like win that box for that quarter. You just explained it to me. I still have no clue what that means. I I will never take part in one of those games because it's similar to the Roman numerals. You could tell me that I was losing the entire game, and I would have no clue. Most people do lose the entire game. It's, well, yeah. it's only like some numbers that are like probable to hit. Okay, so whatever that it's that, fun though. That that's fun for you. I'm I'm glad. I hope that you win money on that this year. I'll be doing that with myself. Uh, what's your number one top thing about Super Bowl parties? My number one is the Super Bowl food and drink spread. 
All, I've never had it in my life, but I want to have one of those stadium style like chip and dip spreads slash like meat meat spreads where it looks like a stadium, like the, the stands, the field is like guac or dip. You're a grown ass man. You need to make that shit happen this year. I could make it happen potentially, but I'd really want to just go somewhere where they have that. Yeah, I I, uh, I think that the the funny thing is how there's people that like they gravitate to like a single food. Like there's always the person that just like makes sure that the chips and salsa is in front of them or like Chick-fil-A platters. Like maybe if you're at a fancy party, some people get Chick-fil-A platters the night before and you just post up right behind that with the Chick-fil-A sauce right in your face. Um, What's um, your drink of choice? Are you doing beer the whole night? Yeah, I'm usually... Usually beer, because if you're doing liquor at a, at a football game, you're going to get too rowdy. Well, I, I'm not a big drinker. When I do, I choose White Claw. Please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. I'd be drinking Dr. Pepper the whole night, getting drunk off Dr. DPs. Just fidgeting right, from the sugar. My number one aspect of Super Bowl parties, this is a little bit throwback, a little callback to the old days, back to the uh, old color scheme of the Super Bowl logo. GoDaddy commercials. <laughs> there is nothing better than seeing Danica Patrick like almost like, be all, fuck. Dude, she was so sexy and she wouldn't even do anything. She would just walk onto my screen and I'd be like, Yes, please. Well, that was are you still talking about the ones before Danica where they would like show like a really hot chick, like almost take her top off and be like, Yeah, I remember Daddy. she was like she was blonde. Yeah, so hot. Yeah, the GoDaddy commercials. I mean, Super Bowl commercials nowadays stink like the problem with the super bowl commercials nowadays is that there's too many messages in them Mm -hmm. you know like they're either political or like they're there to make you depressed like i just want to i just want to do man shit i want to see i want to see some boobs be funny and yes sell me with sex do you remember the commercial this was like a I, I, I'm going to say a few years, but I feel like it could be like seven or eight years back already. The commercial, I think it was for Doritos, where every time they showed the commercial, they would add something to it. Mm-hmm. That that was like, that was a really well thought out commercial. Doritos because, has probably had the best Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, they've definitely upped their game. I'm interested to see if Peyton Manning makes an appearance in a commercial this year. All right, you want to do a little math prediction? You want to do a little math prediction radio? Yeah, what do you think? Peyton Manning over under 50%. I'm going to say under because he's probably not worth that kind of paycheck yet, but in a couple years. So if you had to guess, like, what notable star is going to be in a commercial this year? Like, you think Drake will be in one? Yes. I'll say Drake 100%. 75% chance you see Drake in a commercial. And what, what jersey will he be wearing? It'll be like a – no, he won't be wearing a jersey. You'll just like see like him give you like a turn his head back and like look at the camera. Last year they had that one with Odell and Eli. That was a pretty decent commercial True. where Eli was holding Odell while they were dancing. Oh, yeah. I, I, thought, you said, I thought you said Adele. I don't even know. Is Adele a person or a band? Adele, I think it's a, a – Lady single band. One person. <laughs> Lady single band. All right. Let's get into the bottom. Uh, what's your number three bottom thing about All Super right. Bowl parties? It's that it's when you're playing the box game and there's a chick that knows nothing about football and like who's like, oh, I'll throw in $5. And she wins like two, two or three of the quarters of the game. 
goes home with like 200 bucks like yeah i love football and you're like bitch i fucking i know gambling and you don't how are you winning and you definitely don't invite that girl back next year no and yeah no she's like i'm not even watching this is so fun yeah it makes her night uh that's why i won't play that game because i i need to at least have some sort of knowledge about the uh the outcome of what's going on my my number three bottom i think that this one might be a little bit contested because obviously with only two teams you you don't always have friends or family or whatever that are fans of the team but i hate when you have friends that are blindly rooting for a team that they don't care about because it's like it, it like creates like a tension that's super unnecessary because you're like like yo i don't want that team to win but i really don't care but this guy's really making it seem like he cares like i remember for the atlanta new england game you were the only person at the super bowl party rooting for new england it was and awesome. everybody everybody in the house was getting so butthurt at how much you were yelling when new england started making that comeback <laughs> And it's like ever since then, I'm like, I can't be around people that actually care about who wins this game. <laughs> that was that was like a surreal game. That game was so surreal. I think I ended up leaving before the end of the game because I was so sick of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, my number two is uh, – I don't know if I want to make it to my number two or number one. I'll go to my number two is the uh, just the length of the halftime show. Yeah, way longer than every other halftime of the entire year. They're running it with like Bruno Mars like every year. I liked the Bruno Mars one. I like Bruno I Mars, if- but like, come on, like it's it's like they're not even singing in the in the halftime show. It's a lip sync festival. Uh, excuse me. Who do we got? We got Maroon Five this year. Not the most enjoyable group. Um, it's like maybe Maroon if they play Five some of their bands. Like Cardi B. It's like all. It's like supposed to be like a lot of different people too, but. Travis Scott too. I've heard that Travis Scott is going to so come out in like a Kaepernick a because it's like Atlanta. Uh, yeah, right. They had so many options of good Atlanta artists that they could have thrown in there. Maybe they're like um, keeping that on the DL, but I, I generally think it's a little like overplayed. Like, goddamn, like, this is like we're here for the football game. Well, did you okay about that? Did you hear about the idea that that Travis Scott could come out wearing a Kaepernick jersey and take a knee during the halftime show? There's no chance that happens. Math prediction, Math prediction radio. Zero percent <laughs> chance that Travis Scott does that. Um, all right. My number two, kind of piggybacking off of my first one, the one friend that shows up at the party and hasn't watched a single minute of football the entire season. Mm-hmm, that he's asking questions. You're like, just shut up, bro. Or he sits there on his phone the entire time. Either way, like th- those are both like real shitty scenarios to be in. Yeah, you're like, bro, if you're not here to watch the game, you're taking up couch space. And you're eating our food. Like you better have contributed a lot to this spread. A lot. If you're gonna be here, that's that's the one person that like when they walk in the door, you're like, yo, we got a five dollar cover for this party. Yeah, everyone threw ten. Actually. <laughs> All right. So, and I'll go ahead. And I'll just go and give you my number one: the Monday morning bloat. Yep. All right. So I'll just piggyback on that. Mine's Monday morning. If you have a job, um, <laughs> hopefully you guys have jobs. Everyone hates that. Uh, but it, it's kind of a good day at work when I, I mean, when I work for the state, you go in there, you bullshit for at least eight to 10 AM. You're not even doing one second of work. Lots of water cooler, uh, topics. a lot of water cooler talks, a lot of bathroom trips. And then, you know, there's also some things, some honorable mentions. We get a lot of Darren Ravel t- tweets about the cost of commercials 
or how much money teams may be making off of a Super Bowl victory, uh, the bonuses for MVPs and stuff like Ravel that. Ravel is annoying as hell, but he is one of the best followers on Twitter with those. Like, You don't need to know that stuff, but you're like, that's good to know. I can't, I feel like I might have either unfollowed him or muted him recently because his problem is that he's constantly towing the line between taking himself seriously and like wanting to also be a jokester. Mm-hmm. And 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 you never know like which side of Darren you're gonna get. I'm always joking on him, so he's great. It's it's one of the, it's my one of my favorite Twitter follows. Do you do you have any other honorable mentions? Uh, the prop bets. Yeah, just all of them. Betting in general you, is a good thing. When you thing. bet 100 prop bets and you're like, dude, I won 29 of them. Okay, so let's let's go through a few of them in the head. What's coming out, heads or tails? Heads. That's what's going to be called or that's what's going to be tossed? It'll be probably called, called tails, land tails on the kickoff. And then uh, what color Gatorade? Uh, that's a lot of talk on PMT. They've been asking everyone. And, and we're in our street is lemon lime. Yeah, I think that, it, you know, everyone, w- the easy bet is yellow. I think I'm leaning something a little bit weird, like maybe we get an orange or I, like I a think, purple. I think yellow or orange are the only colors that are, like, used a lot. No one's dropping a purple. No one's no one's drinking blue Gatorade on the sidelines. You can't get, like, a jersey stain or anything like that. Is there any other prop bets that, uh, how many times Safety will they on talk- the first play. How many times will they talk about Bill Belichick or Tom Brady retiring? Mm. Over under seven. I'd probably take the under. Mm. This is, it's a long game. They might even talk about it at halftime. <laughs> no, they're not talking at halftime, bro. It's a halftime show. Um, okay, Tony Romo. Let's make a Tony Romo prop bet. How many no- times Tony Romo makes a sound that's not a word? How, many, how long does it take for Tony Romo to, to lose his voice? Zero. Will he still be talking at the end of the game? How many more words will Tony Romo say than Jim Nance? A prop bet. Is Roger Goodell going to be audible when he gets onto stage to give whoever the trophy with all the boos that he's about to get? <laughs> I was say prop bet. Who is going to be booing him? The Saints fans or the, I mean, the Rams fans or the Pats fans? Everybody. Everybody hates Roger Goodell. All right. I think that pretty much wraps up Super Bowl talk. Obviously, next episode, we'll have a little bit more to talk about, you know, going over the game. But this is going to be my hottest take of the entire episode. I'm ready for football to be over. I'm, I'm ready to bring in bring in baseball. And there's nothing better than the playoff push in hockey. My, I know my probably, hot take is that I'm excited for the new football league to come out. It's not even going to be televised. Yeah, it is. It's like on NBC Sports or CBS Sports. Which one are we talking about? Because the one that Jeff Garcia is doing is not televised. The one that star- that's the one that's Ricky Ricky. No, that Williams one's not even too. starting like for another two years. It's literally a league that starts the weekend after the Super Bowl. Is that the XFL? No, it's like the Alliance of Football. Okay, so see, there's there's, there's too there's many like of them. Three or four leagues coming out, but this is the first one, and they're starting the week after the Super Bowl. Which one is going to have Christian Hackenberg as the face of their? Maybe this league. one. Probably this one. Sounds like a fire league. All right, transitioning onto a new sport, NBA, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, collusion, what's going on? Recently, we've had a lot of banter about how Anthony Davis has told the New Orleans Pelicans, the Nolans Pelicans, that he will not be re-signing, 
and that he would prefer to be traded. After he got re- he requested the trade, he was suspended a game. Oh, no, he wasn't suspended. He's been hurt. But he was fined $50,000. What do you think is going to happen with Anthony Davis the rest of this season? I would like to see Anthony Davis get traded to the Lakers before the, before the trade deadline. I think that's where this whole thing is going to end. I think it's clear collusion from LeBron. I think that he's definitely got his hand in this, and why not? He's one, he's one of the most influential players in the NBA, probably the most right now. So let him do his what, thing. What's crazy to me is that I feel like Anthony Davis isn't really getting the same backlash that Kevin Durant did when he went over to the Warriors, even though Davis has made it very clear it doesn't matter where you guys trade me to. The end result is going to be me going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And what, what I think it is is that he was already on a shitty team. It's not like his team had a chance to win. It's LeBron, so you're like, okay, I, I respect anyone going to play with LeBron because they know what that end goal is. Um, and, you know, I think we're just a little fatigued to it. We saw Durant do it like, whatever. This is what you have to do to win a title in the NBA. So if you got to do that, go do it. So the other team that has been reported to be interested is the Boston Celtics. But because of some CBA rule, they are ineligible to trade for another superstar because of the Kyrie Irving trade that they made. Um, but Danny Ainge, their, is he their GM? Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he took aside both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and said to them, listen, guys, if the opportunity comes up that we can trade you for Anthony Davis, we're going to do it. And supposedly they both took it pretty well. Jason Tatum came out and said, I would trade me for Anthony Davis. Um, there was mixed reports about whether or not the Lakers had been able to get an offer in. But most recently, I saw on the Twitter machine that the Lakers have offered a massive package in order to get Anthony Davis. They've offered Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Zubak, and a first-round pick. That's literally their entire roster. It's basically here they're running out there starting every night right now. They would so if if that trade was to go through, which I I know New Orleans is going to do everything they can to try and milk a different offer out of a different team. Um, what would be left? It would be bare bones. You'd have Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. I mean, that's it's a big two and a half. If yeah, they 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 would have to just fill it out. They'd get they'd probably end up getting Corver back. They'd get some players like that. They would definitely be a master unit this year, but they'd probably be able to fill it out next year, get one more superstar, and then fill, fill out the roster with some decent players and then have a real shot next year. I think they'd like a little time to work out some chemistry and see if they could get it done this year. They don't have, to, they don't have to sign up for the whatever for one year, get, get load up players for the next year, go for the, go for the finals, and then lock both of them down for a good amount of time. Yeah, if they're both on the team, I still think that a center will be on that roster that plays significant minutes. They've got JaVale McGee, who's been pretty good. They've got Tyson Chandler. Um, Zubak is one of the guys that they're talking about trading. How does the dynamic of two players that need the ball as much as they do, like LeBron and Anthony Davis, work out for a team for just the playoff stretch? We won't even talk about a full off season of working out together. How would it work for this season? 
seems to me that they pretty much would just be able to be fine. They'd run a pick-and-roll game, a little two-man game. They'd just pass back and forth and just ball out. Well, LeBron is a great player. He's got the ability to get people in perfect positions. So what he could do, give Anthony Davis a great pass, open up a lane for him, then Anthony Davis just takes it in and fucking slams it. That team would be absolutely gross. Um, The other thing about this whole situation is that this week it came out that LeBron James Camp would prefer that Luke Walton is not the coach of the Lakers. I don't really think that this matters. Like I, at this point, I don't know why LeBron is still trying to pull those strings. Like, what does the coach matter? He can, if he has to, he can get Magic to take Walton aside and say, "Listen, you're just the face on the bench, but you don't do anything." Like, what what kind of guy does LeBron need to bring in that it really makes a difference? It's kind of probably just the attitude that the coach portrays, just not on the same page with LeBron, and LeBron just wants a guy that's running. That basically just whatever LeBron says that he's going to do exactly. Is there any chance that LeBron is intimidated by Walton? Because Walton's a pretty big guy. Zero chance, math prediction radio. (laughs) All right. Uh, I really got nothing else about that. You know, the trade deadline is a week away. And we actually had the first big trade, probably the biggest trade that we're going to see all deadline unless Anthony Davis gets moved. Right before the episode, the face of the New New York Knicks franchise Chris Stapps Porzingis traded to the Dallas Mavericks. The Huge news. It's what? Huge news. Huge news. Uh, that pretty much means that Porzingis is going to sit out for the rest of the year because why would a team trading for him want to risk his health? But the entire trade was Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Courtney Lee for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, uh, Wesley Matthews, and a first-round pick. Wow, did you? I didn't. I, I didn't even hear it. you. Just told me that Chris Stapps got traded, and I was like, "All right, I'll save it for the podcast." Yeah. Holy shit! All right, that's got a big impact on both teams. DeAndre Jordan is now going to be like way more popular. Well, he's I, he's only signed to on a one year deal. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Knicks try and flip him again. They're going to flip him or Cantor. Well, definitely one of them is going to be on their way out because they already are in the worst rotation in the entire NBA. Uh, And the center position, they also have Mitchell Robinson and Luke Cornett, who I don't really know much about either of them, but if you're committed to playing your kids, you've got to play your kids. Yeah, so, I mean, let's talk about the Mavs. Doncic, who's an incredible rookie, is now getting teamed up with Chris Stops. They're both Latvian, aren't they? I, I believe so, and I think they're. I mean, they're definitely going to keep Dirk on the staff. Dirk is basically just going to become the coach, president, player coach. S- such a great uh, organization that they're able to like kill it with the Europeans. Oh, Trey Burke so, got traded over there too. So that'll be nice. Tim Hardaway Jr. probably about the same player as Dennis Smith. Well, he, well uh, he, he'll take over right into Wes Matthews' spot. He'll he'll mm-hmm. take over at the two pretty yep. much. Probably a little bit younger, Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews bounced around. I think he's been on the... No, I was thinking Raymond Felton, but reminds me exactly of Raymond Felton on the Knicks, just popping some threes. They're still going to suck bad. I think it was good to get rid of Kristaps for them, kind of, because they aren't committed to that paycheck anymore, and he could be a little injury-prone. And He's definitely not as good as Luka. No, well, I mean, a team that has Porzingis and Luka Doncic, I mean, that's already... 
two out of three of a big three if they both are healthy. Go include the fact that the Mavs are still not good and they're going to get a good pick this year. I don't think that the first that they traded is for this upcoming season. Wow, so they're going to have a good they're going to have a good team going forward here. That's going to be exciting for the Mavs. Uh, good for them. I really hope that Chris Dobbs comes to, comes along and that Luca continues to do his thing. That kid's a stud. I, I told you I told you right before we drafted for fantasy basketball how good Doncic was going to be and somehow I let you convince me out of it. That's two years in a row with Ben Simmons and then Doncic. I I would I, I I don't know. I'm I'm just a non-believer in the Europeans of basketball, but they're really uh or the foreigners, but they're really coming together. They're, they, I mean, they're showing that they they belong. And then on the other side, the Knicks are going to stay horrible forever. I, I mean, yes, but I think that they're they're in just a strength tank mode, and they got a good chance at rebuilding at some point. Well, I mean, what what's no the, money in anyone? Right, that's the only thing late. that they have going for them is that they have tons of cap space. But I mean, their building blocks right now are essentially. DSJ, who they just acquired, and who we don't even know if he's really that good. You know, he's super inefficient, misses a lot of shots. He's definitely he's out of NC State. Yeah, yep. And you know, he's a good playmaker, flashy guy. Uh, and then they got Kevin Knox, who I think the jury is still out on a guy like him too. He's nothing more than a shooter; doesn't really contribute anywhere else in the box score. And then they're they're really high on that guy Mitchell Robinson because he averages like five blocks a game. Yeah, they're gonna suck probably for the next five years, but if they uh, if any of these guys hit, then they got a chance of being okay. And definitely, the hope is that next year maybe they lure in someone like Kyrie or Durant, or and they get Zion in the draft, and their team starts going from there. So I mean, it, it seems like the Knicks have a little bit of a plan now. They're they've officially gone into full tank mode. Yeah, right? I mean they're they're just the kings of like tearing it down yearly and going nowhere, but uh. We'll have probably some more news next week on the NBA trade deadline. Hopefully something more exciting happens. Uh, We'd love to see, like, Cantor get moved. That would really help my fantasy basketball team. Uh, you'd like to see if the Pacers do something because they just lost Oladipo. And they're spiraling without him. Spiraling bad. Uh, my, like, Miles Turner. See if any team in the West makes a move. Yeah, is there any other team that you, you can think of off the top of your head that, that may be interested in making I mean. Philly, they're rumored to be going after Dwayne Dedman, the center for Atlanta, to back up Embiid. But I'm trying to think of a team that might need to put somebody into their starting five. I mean, the Heat would love to move someone for a big player. They're in the Anthony Davis game, but they're probably a ancillary player. They got a lot of decent pieces, Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, Bam. And Hassan, I mean, Hassan's kind of like worked his trade value back up, but no one's trying to take on that contract. He's Hassan has been so bad this year, man. The team, the team is kind of like in shambles. They really have no leader, uh, and it and it really shows because no one has, no one's really taken charge except Justice, and that's why Justice is the star of the team right now. And he's, I would like to see uh, a small forward playing point guard. I would like to see my. Uh, Denver Nuggets make one more move maybe like a three and D type of guy someone that is a role player that I think if they could have got like a Wes Matthews type or yeah if they get like a Rocco type that'd be that'd be big for them but I they're they're tough they're kind of locked in on Wilson Chandler and hoping that that's their guy Wilson Chandler's in Philadelphia who's like 
Will Barton. Will Barton. He just came back Will from Barton, injury. Sorry, yep. he's like they're like the same guy. And, and he and Wilson Chandler used to be in Denver, so I can see where that mishap was. All right, we we've played our course in NBA. Final segment of the day. This is something new we're going to try out. Something that we're very excited about. Uh, we're I don't know what we're going to call. It. We just call it Zach. Teach me something. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's like just what I learned this past week. I'm going to do a whole lot uh, of listening and learning, and then I'll give you guys my feedback on what Zach taught me. All right. I got I got two things to teach you guys this week. Uh, it's just things that basically what I've learned from the Joe Rogan podcast, what I've read on the internet. Uh, so this first thing is basically I'm going to teach you about myostatin. Do you know what that is? I I mean I feel like I should know more about it. I've definitely heard about it in science class when I was in college. Yeah, so I'm talking about myostatin um, inhibitors, which myostatin in your genes, it regulates muscle growth. So a myostatin inhibitor makes you have like unlimited muscle growth. And what I learned about is that there's a dog breed called the Lipid, and they generally have this where they have the myostatin in deletion in their genes, which means they come out super jacked. That's that's a hell of an evolutionary trait to just have something that makes you super jacked. I wish I had that. We have we have myostatin, but we just like don't inhibit it uh, often regulate enough. Regulate it, yeah. I wish I could just turn that shit off. So then I I was doing a little research on it, and it's not just uh, the whippets. <laughs> it's it's more. It's not what it the, seems. The Belgian blue cattle um, <laughs> just looks like literally like the bull that will fuck your day up more than anything like a cartoon bull basically they're so big and jacked and puppy uh but yeah just basically a super jacked dog they could do nothing about it myostatin uh muscle growth i just looked it up real quick the mavs are actually sending two first round picks to the knicks so the Mavs, they're all in on this core and they're ready to spend money which which what that means they don't give a fuck about Again, some new talent. They're like, we're going to pay for talent. We're not going to cultivate anymore. We got Luca and Kristaps. We're good. I got one more thing I want to touch on after you keep on teaching me something. Okay. Then the uh, second thing I learned was uh, the new craze is like anti-aging. So uh, I guess a little quick thing that BCAAs probably in the long run are not good for you. That Don't tell me that. I was I had to tell it to you because you love BCAs and so do I and I've kind of stopped uh, taking them just not even before I learned this but in the long run it's probably gonna it's like supplementing testosterone you're gonna not have the ability to create your own. Mm, I definitely don't need that low T. Uh, so anti aging. There's the whole science of it is that they're trying to reverse like cell growth like your cell gets old and like stops throwing strikes basically mm. so uh, you cut that player to, yeah you know, if you cut that player you like die basically that's called getting old so what they're doing is trying to reprogram cells to like stop getting old and they're doing this thing where they like inject viruses into your into you and that goes directly to like a gene the virus goes directly to a program gene and then through like pills that they you can also take that like unlocks the virus turning it on and off 
I'm laughing because like I I feel like some of my schooling should be coming into this where like I can help you like help you work your way through all of this but none of it is clicking and I'm just like I'm just pretty much shaking my head and agreeing with whatever you're saying no so like the scientists are creating these lab made viruses that can attach to genes which are like on the attach to chromosomes on like the gene helix and just do its job to change the one singular thing. And, like, they're apparently getting good at it. They got, like, they're doing it for, like, eyes where, like, if you have, like, glaucoma, they could, like, inject your eyeball. And then you take a pill and then you, like, stop having glaucoma. The only people that are trying to actually be serious about anti-aging are people in movies that are bad guys. Like, people that are trying like to live Harvard. forever. Harvard is on that shit. I mean, I would, I would not be hard pressed to believe that someone from Harvard could be a bad guy in a movie. And that another last thing we're going to learn today that, veg, like plants, when they are in like a stressed out environment, their their reaction to it is to like turn their color. So like purple and like colorful plants are like usually ones that are good for us because they've adapted to stress and be able to like live through like plant stress so they're like better plants for you like stronger nutrient plants so are you telling me that i can just attribute all of my dying plants that are changing colors from like a bright green to like a really nice yellow brown that they're just they're just adapting yeah i mean yeah all right that makes me feel good about it because i have a plant that's been dropping its leaves for like weeks now no you're good bro um, but I'm talking about kind of like for eating, like you want like a beet or like a radish, like that, that shit's like real good for you because it's so like red. Mm. I don't eat many of those, but maybe I'll start. Get on that radish will, game. Will the, will the radishes somehow block my myostatin while also no. putting viruses into my anti-aging helix? Nope. All right. In summary, radishes are good for making you into a buff dog or cow. And buff dogs and cows are also really good at. All right, that's all we got, folks. Having fucked up chromosomes. <laughs> all right, so the only other thing I, I wanted to say this earlier on. Uh, a little bit more math prediction radio. This is easily becoming the hottest topic that we have on our show, math prediction radio. What are the chances that MLB The Show and Bryce Harper have a commercial during the Super Bowl announcing where Bryce signs? I'm going to say 49%. Just under 50%. Okay. If, I mean, I just think that if he's going to a big market, it makes too much sense. But recently we've heard nonsense about like the Padres being interested. Um, I don't really consider, like, even though Chicago is a big market, I don't consider the White Sox to be a big market. I'm holding out hope that somehow the Yankees are going to swing. This would be the ultimate baseball power play. I mean, baseball, stay relevant somehow. And it would be Be young. Young people are watching. They're like, dude, Harper, that's sick. That'd be sick. I, I, what would be super cool. Okay. I got it. If they're, what they do is it's a commercial of Harper walking into the barber shop to shave off his beard and putting on pinstripes. He's wearing a pinstripe cover at the barber. Mm. I like that. I was gonna say, like something where like he like walks outside and then like just, like puts on a hat. 
That's way. That's too easy, bro. That's like <laughs> th- you're clearly not part of the marketing group for MLB The Show. I've got all the ideas over here. Or I, I, what I was originally thinking is that he's a generic baseball player in MLB The Show, and then he takes like a yacked home run and like turns into like Yankees Yankees jersey. Still right as he makes contact. What about this? You have Bryce Harper sitting on his couch playing video games, and he's like, he's like, damn, I'm bored. So he goes to the make a player mode. And he just starts hiking up all the stats, like putting all the stats to 99. And like all you see is like those sliders going up. And then next thing you know, you see what team he chooses. Fade out. Boom. What? What? It's Bryce Harper. Harper to the Yankees. Yeah. That'd be sick. There we go. But we, I'm not going to shit on your idea like you should. Have, but. <laughs> it's because mine has thought, bro. Yours is too simple. All right. Uh. I got nothing else. So that, that that's about all of uh, all all of our topics for today. All right, so let's get to some segments. Wait, wait, what segments? We already did all the segments. I thought we did our topics. No, we did topics and segments. We mixed them in. We'll have to we'll oh. have to figure out the the nomenclature a little bit better. All right. Well, yeah. Then it seems like we're done today. All right. That's all we got, folks. Uh, we're definitely going to work on getting the cover art going so we can get this shit on iTunes. Uh, we might just slap some random picture on there. This week. Yeah, well, we will put something. Uh, Please share it with your friends. I know that we've only got a handful of listeners right now, and two of them might be my brother Kevin, listening from like two different devices. Uh, but we enjoy doing what we're doing. I think that this episode was a mile better than last episode because it might have actually sounded like we knew what we were talking about, and even if we didn't know what we were talking about, we enjoyed it. So uh, thank you again. This is the second episode of Marking Our Territory with the Big Dogs a sports podcast. I'm your host, Garrett. You can find me at at underscore Gartenberg. And Zach, drop them your Twitter. At Z Zaranz Z. It's a little hard. Z-Z-A-R-R-A-N-Z-Z. Yep. Boom. See you guys. Peace.